Welcome to Dream Nation. I'm your host, Yulia, and today I sit down with Ingrid LaFleur, who is an artist and curator, and she's also running to be the mayor of Detroit. This podcast is only 16 minutes long because we didn't have that much time, and there are a few sound bugs in the very beginning and a little bit towards the middle. So just bear with me. It turns out I put my phone way too close to my machine, my little Tuscam. So that creates interference. So just bear with me. I learned my lesson. I'll keep it away next time. So future podcasts will be a little easier to listen to. I'm still learning as I go. I'm not a sound technician and I do edit and produce and write my own podcasts. So this is a one woman show over here. Speaking of one woman shows, Ingrid LaFleur is a really incredible human being and she's actually not on a ballot for mayor this year. So if you're in Michigan and you're voting for her, please write her in. She's a dedicated arts advocate. She's a member of the Detroit Culture Council and their mission is to create a cultural affairs department that is inclusive of the creative industry. She's also a guest curator at the Detroit Film Theater at the Detroit Institute of Arts, where she organizes the Afrofuturism film series. And um, she's also established the residency at the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh. She did that. Yeah, because she's awesome. And she also found Afrotopia in Detroit, which is an Afrofuturist art and film program. It's a film series. They have classes for youth, a monthly book club, a DJ in residence program, and a performance art festival, and um, an Afrofuturism archive. Ingrid is amazing. She's got a really great vision of letting artists help shape the future of government. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast just as much as I did. And please tell your friends, if you are in Michigan, to vote for Ingrid. Have a great day. Welcome to the show, Ingrid. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the platform? I like to start with thinking about the core values of our city. Once we establish that and form every activity that we create, for me, that core value is humanity, bringing humanity back to city governance, um, which means that we do not consider the bottom line first. We consider the people of Detroit first. Parts of that would include uh, transparency of government. I think it's very important for citizens to understand the structure of our government, the goals that it sets, and the activities. Um, once citizens are informed about city governance, then they are able to participate and then also transform it. I'm really about eradicating poverty. 67% uh, of our youth are living in poverty at the moment. It's 40% of our city that is in poverty, and that means that people are living years without water. Their homes are being taken away from them. They have lack of access to fresh food. Our transportation is an issue, and the list goes on. And for me, if we're really talking about revitalization of our city, how can we allow 67% of our youth to live in poverty? It doesn't make sense, especially if they are to lead our future and co-create the future. So what does that mean about our future? And we're all about innovation in Detroit, which is super exciting. We have a very long history of innovation. But for me, that means that we have to start with the imagination. And how are our children imagining when they're distracted by the fact that they're living with that water, something so basic that I need. You're an artist. What can artists bring to society? Yes, I really love that question. More than anything, we're problem solvers in the most creative way. We think over and beyond what, um, I guess, the normal way of normal approach to things. Um, we come um, with this level of analysis of a situation. 
that pushes beyond the old way of doing things. And, and I think this is very important if I'm talking about eradicating poverty. We've normalized poverty in our society, and we've normalized it globally. Um, why? I don't understand it. Uh, there's no reason to do so. So it is only a creative that can think beyond the systems that are already in place and push beyond just jobs. In the short term, jobs are great, and I understand that need. But what happens when you lose a job? And we already see the effects and the consequences of losing a job. A job is not the answer. We have to push beyond that. And only a creative with that level of imagination can think beyond a job. So how do I, as mayor of Detroit, make sure that my citizens have all of their basic needs met? Everyone should have access to clean water, clean air, shelter, heat. We live in one of the coldest cities. All of these things, fresh food, are so important that should never be negotiable. It should never be, well, you don't have money, so therefore you don't have access. I get the criticism often about water shutoffs, like, oh, well, you know, I can pay my water bill, um, so why should I care if my neighbor can't? Well, I mean, other than the fact that you should always care for your neighbor, and this is where humanity comes into play, but also, there is a spike in various diseases because people are living without water that can affect you. And it's a creative that can really do the research, understand the systems at play, and then develop new systems. You know, I'm thinking about creating new economies where the cycle of poverty is completely obliterated. It doesn't have to exist. It's only in our imagination that we do allow it to exist. So it's what's the, how do I make that shift happen? I'm really interested in what you said about eradicating poverty. What are your ideas on eradicating poverty? What are some things that we can do in our communities locally to help people thrive? Um, you know, I think that there's so many different kind of models that are at play. Um, of course, cooperatives are really great for that. But it's all about, like, how do we make sure that there's an equal exchange of goods, right? And that doesn't have to involve money at all. And, uh, and so it's that kind of thing. Now, it may not um, work in every single area, but it, I think it can work in a lot of our basic areas. But, you know, there are just, on policy level, there's different plans. I mean, for water shutoffs, advocates have been advocating for uh, the water affordability plan, where your water bill is only 2% of your income. Detroit has one of the highest water bills in the nation. And soon, 50% of the nation won't be able to afford its water. Water is a global issue. Uh, so this is why I kind of stick on this, because I want everyone to be aware of water. It's going to be one of the um, most sought-after commodities. And uh, for it to even enter that kind of space is very strange to me, just like land. You know, I'm pulling on my indigenous blood and saying that, you know, I don't understand how we're buying and selling land. How does anyone even own land is kind of ridiculous. But since we're already within that system, then how do we make sure that it's shared? And I think creating these cooperative models so that everyone's basic needs are met is one of the ways to do that. Uh, so, yes, gardens are, are a way. We've historically, we've always had gardens, and my grandmother grew these beautiful gardens. Um, and we've always shared food. And I think that that, you know, is coming back around again. 
um, because of the resilience of Detroit, um, trying to figure it out and fill in the gaps. We're constantly um, thinking and reinventing our own way without the support of city government, right? So for me, as a, as a mayor, I'm really thinking about how do I support um, citizens who are already doing the work. So it's less about me creating absolutely fresh new models. It's really about supporting the models that are already existing and expanding on them um, and ensuring that everyone has access to them. You know, I spend my time in L.A. for half the year, and there's a huge water shortage in L.A. But what most people don't know is that Nestle owns most of the water supplies, so a lot of water supplies are already corporate-owned. Yes. So it is up to society to figure out new ways to harness water. Maybe we harness rainwater. Maybe we create new systems to harness water. I love the work that Kimball Musk is doing with all the organic farming, all the vertical farming. And I always wonder... Why don't they just, you know, come into Detroit and create a humongous vertical farm? They opened up one in Brooklyn, around Sunset Park. I think it's really interesting. I think we need to get all the people who are working in Silicon Valley, people like Kimball Musk, who's brilliant, like his brother Elon Musk, to help with transportation. Why not have a Tesla factory in Detroit? We need transportation. There used to be a trolley back in the day, and um, I think when GM came into town, they took the trolley and they sold it to Mexico, if I if I'm correct about this. So GM made sure that the trolley was removed and everybody had to buy cars. But um, it's a new year. We need a transportation model, aside from cars, you know, electric buses, uh, solar buses, a way for people to get to jobs so they can get to those jobs, a way for people to get their kids to school. It is up to us, all of us, to establish the structure. So I think about that a lot. and. Um, you talk a lot about a united Detroit, too, which is part of your platform, so I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that as well. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're having a little bit of a, it's a little, uh, <laughs> how do I describe this? Basically, there is a new Detroit and an old Detroit, at least that's the way it's framed. Um, and so new Detroit is um, what we credit with revitalization. It's what you see when you're downtown. Uh, it's the new restaurants. It's all these new businesses coming into town. Um, a lot of people are moving into Detroit, uh, mostly white. And Detroit is 85% black. Um, and so there is that, and then there's old Detroit, which is um, people who have been there for all this time, um, who toughed it out. Um, and very thankful for them to, to, to stay and be dedicated and loyal to the city and to really make it um, the city that makes it interesting uh, to live there, quite honestly. Um, without them, I don't think that we would really be that interested in Detroit. So, <clears throat> you know, we unfortunately there's this divide because more importantly, that more than it is that whites are moving into the city. It's more about the investment level. So we have a high level of investment in downtown, midtown Detroit and some of the outlying neighborhoods. And it's not getting to the rest of the city. And as you know, the city is very large. And there's a lot of frustration there. With the United Detroit message, is that it's going to take downtown and midtown to care about the rest of the city and to really invest in the rest of the city. Um, get to know it. Travel throughout it. Um, 
which involves having good transportation. Well, I mean, most people have cars in Detroit. We're a car city. Um, and especially when we're talking about downtown midtown, most people do have, you know, the transportation to move around. Um, I think it's less about that and more about perception. Um, and so if you are a white person and you move into the city and you're um, 85% black and you're not used to being around black people, there's a number of articles written about this. White people have been very honest about this. Um, then, you know, it makes it kind of tricky to engage in the rest of the city. And uh, maybe you don't know where to go. Maybe you don't have friends in other parts of the city to direct you. There's all kinds of reasons, right? And vice versa. Um, I really want larger Detroit to participate in downtown and midtown. I'm tired of being the only black person in a restaurant. Um, so, you know, I think it's like how do we diversify on both ends? Um, and how do we invest in the rest of the city as much as we're investing in Detroit and downtown? and Midtown Detroit. Uh, it, I think it's really important to be more holistic in the way that we're viewing and interacting with the city. So I'm hoping that my campaign will help to bring us together and, you know, big business um, along with the farmers, along, <laughs> along with the artists. I want everyone to be on the same page and, like, see that, you know, there's greater things at stake here. Um, our youth. We have to focus on our youth. This is very, very, very important. Um, they're our power. And um, and without them, we just don't have, we don't have a future, period. Um, but yeah, I think it's very possible. I think people are excited about that. I think food is a great way to bring people together. Yes. Our food scene is amazing, and it's growing, and it's changing, and it's really, really uh, robust. And I'm very, very, very happy about that. For sure. Um, but again, uh, making sure that doesn't happen in other parts of the city. Uh, and, but there are definitely really great people already um, bringing people to the table. And that, I think that, that it has the potential to really grow and expand and to, to bring even more people to the table, which is exciting. So if people want to support you and find out more about you, where do they go? They go to LaFleurForMayor.com, and we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, um, but uh, yes, and you can also follow me personally, Ingrid LaFleur. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this race. Uh, and thank you. Um, thank you for running. Thank you so much for having me. Anything you want to plug? I just want to say that I really invite everyone to come and visit Detroit. And please look me up. I love showing people around the city. Um, it's a really great time, especially in the summertime. It is the best time to come. So please come and visit us. Can you name a few things for people to go check out if they're not familiar with Detroit? Uh, definitely go to One Mile where I had my launch. Uh, that is where the mothership resides. Um, it's a very unique and awesome space with really um, wonderful programming, a lot of music uh, programming, and the mothership was designed by a cloaky. Um, and it's actually going to be in St. Etienne, where I'm going uh, tomorrow uh, for the design biennial, uh, St. Etienne, France. Uh, so that's one of my, my favorite places. Um, let's see. There's so many different farms to, to visit. Um, the Oakland Avenue Artist Coalition is a really great resource.
resource. There's so many different artists that work within that space. There's Powerhouse Productions. I'm on their board, so <laughs> um, please check them out. There's like uh, five different um, homes that were bought and um, renovated, turned into artist spaces. So for instance, we have the Squash House where you play squash and they grow squash. We have the Jar House where I hold my own book club meetings, Afrotopia Book Club. Um, we read Afrofuturist literature and I also have my Afrofuturist archive there. Uh, and uh, a residency, a skate park. Um, definitely go get your um, Lebanese food and Bengali food in Hamtramck. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite cities. So Detroit has two cities within it. It has Highland Park and Hamtramck. And Hamtramck has 21 languages spoken there. So talk about diversity. Um, it's a great place to go grocery shopping and to eat um, and to shop. Uh, so I always love to plug Hamtramck. And uh, let's see, Southwest. Great, great, great Latino food. So if you want Mexican, Puerto Rican, um, nice diversity over there. The murals are amazing if you drive down Verner Highway. Um, and there's always some really wonderful activities that are happening in Southwest. Um, so yeah, there's just, there's so much. <laughs> so much to go to, for sure. Of course, go to Detroit Film Theater. <laughs> And check out our independent films and the DIA with its Diego Rivera mural, which we're known around the world for. Thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dream Nation Love. It's not Dream Nation Podcast, it's Dream Nation Love because I think my single mission in life is to teach people how to love a little bit more and together we can save the world. So it's Dream Nation Love, share it with your friends, have a great day, and go out and make the world a better place.